And welcome back to the SaturdayBlitz.com podcast. We got returning to the podcast. Uh, it seems like just yesterday he was on uh, week two of the season. Uh, Cincy Joe from CowboysRideForFree.com, uh, Oklahoma State blogger extraordinaire. And uh, time flies. It's been almost three months, but uh, glad to have you back on the podcast. Hey, Kyle, it's great to be here, man. Um, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh all the way back in September, we were talking about Oklahoma State as a team that could potentially be in the uh, BCS title hunt, which uh, they remain, despite having a loss, uh, number three in the most recent polls. And the biggest game of the season for them coming up, facing off against arch-rival Oklahoma and Bedlam. And uh, for folks who don't know about Bedlam, uh, from a Cowboys perspective, can you give us a little insight into this rivalry, both the history and a little bit of the hatred as well? <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, you know, I, I, I got to... I gotta say, you know, Bedlam's always a big game. Um, being a, an Oklahoma State fan, you, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, um, if you're realistic about it, you know, you look at the all-time uh, record, and and Oklahoma has dominated it. Um, I heard it earlier today, but I believe the overall series is eighty-two, uh, seventeen, and six, with OU leading that. Um, so we've only won the thing 17 times out of, uh, you know, almost a hundred, or I guess that'd be over a hundred games. So, um, pretty crazy, you know, um, I feel fortunate to have seen and been at, um, you know, several of the wins, but it's been a long time since we've beaten them. And, uh, you know, they're obviously, uh, they're a huge program and, um, you know, anytime you can get a win against them, it's huge. And uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend when we can we can uh, get another one. Now, the saying "out of sight, out of mind" really really comes into play when you talk about both the Heisman Trophy, in which Oklahoma State has a candidate, Brandon Whedon, who I feel like wasn't discussed at all this week with OSU being on a bye. But obviously, a big game I feel like can propel him right back into the New York discussion. Uh, but even more than that, how do you feel like having this game against a top 10 team, your rival, and basically the uh, de facto Big 12 championship game, how do you feel like maybe this can propel OSU ahead of Alabama? That's a great question, you know. I mean, I, I think, <clears throat> again, it kind of goes back to being one of those things where, you know, if this was two undefeated teams, um, you know, and we were truly playing for a, you know, kind of a winner goes to the title game. Uh, I, I think no question you'd be looking at a, a situation where, uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma State would, uh, uh, you know, be, be looking at, at doing that. Unfortunately, right now, I just, I don't see it. You know, I, I really, with Oklahoma having two pretty bad losses, um, you know, to Baylor and to uh, Texas Tech, you know, and then, and then with Oklahoma State having that loss at Iowa State, um, I think at the end of the day, even if Oklahoma State wins, um, I think the, the voters are going to look at it as, uh, you know, yeah, we have some quality wins, and I do believe that we do, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Alabama's got a, a, a loss to the number one team in the country. And Oklahoma State has a loss to Iowa State, and so um, you know, unfortunately, I I really I don't have much hope um, for for us to to jump 
Bama. I think I think that's what it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be LSU and Alabama in the BCS title game. And, um, you know, unfortunately I don't have much hope. Now, I do think the only way that we could potentially um, jump them, and I think it's a long shot, man, but I think if we were to come out and um, just completely – lay it on Oklahoma in the same way we did with Tech or with Baylor, um, you know, and beat them 65 to 10 or something, that might kind of stir it up a little bit and get people thinking, you know, along the lines of, you know, maybe this team deserves to, to play in the title game. But aside from a freak kind of game like that, I just uh, I don't see it. What do you think? Well, what's interesting to me is that uh, that Alabama does have such a huge uh, lead right now in that BCS poll. I'm a little surprised by that, and I'm a little surprised that there's as much support for a rematch as there seems to be, given that you know if Alabama were to play LSU and, and beat them, then you basically just have a one-one split, which to me doesn't isn't really indicative of a title. And with OSU and Les Miles and that whole connection, I feel like that would be a lot more uh, interesting, the best offense in the country against the best defense. But uh, in, in that regard, I think I might be pulling for Georgia a little bit on Saturday, which I think could potentially be the back door in for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, um, I, I think my, my only concern with that, you know, is that um, – LSU just has has enough support. They seem to be the unanimous number one team right now, and I, I really don't know how much a, a Georgia loss would hurt them. Um, you know, that being said, it's a, it's been a crazy few weeks, and and uh, you know, you look at the the OU game, you look at the Oklahoma State, Iowa State game. You know, crazy things happen, and so I'm uh, I'll. I'll be a, uh, a dog fan this weekend as well, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what they can do. Now, of course, the quarterbacks are really going to take center stage this weekend in Bedlam, where you got Landry Jones and, and Brandon Whedon squaring off. And Whedon was a guy who, coming into the Iowa State game, it sort of jumped into the front uh, of the pretty wild Heisman fray. Do you expect him to get back into that top five conversation with a big game? And what kind of numbers do you think he'll need to put up in order to get into a true Heisman consideration? Well, if there's one thing about Brandon Whedon is that you look at him, and it's crazy to, when you think about you know the fact he, he hasn't he, he's been our quarterback for not even two seasons. You know, it's he's playing in his final game, but. You look over the course of the last two seasons, and he hasn't had many bad games. But when he has had a less than stellar game, he always comes back with an excellent performance. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all uh, to see Whedon in the uh, 350 to 400 yard, uh, four to five touchdown kind of performance. Uh, Saturday it, it really wouldn't you know I think he, he it's just it's it's his maturity and 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 his experience that I think will get him sort of um, to the point where he's very focused and and I think he's going to be he's going to come out firing and uh, I expect a huge game from from Whedon. 
Now, in the preseason, looking at this game on paper, uh, another big matchup that, that uh, everybody was excited about, at least I know I was, was Justin Broyle, or Justin Blackman and Ryan Broyles, two of the best wide receivers in the country. And Broyles, of course, is down, and rumor is that Blackman uh, might not play. Do you know what the latest on uh, Blackman's status is? Yeah, so um, I, I uh, as far as the... Blackman not playing I've, unless something has happened in the last 10 minutes that I haven't seen um, uh, that was just a rumor you know that he he was in trouble and, and wasn't going to play um, so am I missing something or is that what you're referring to Oh, that's exactly what I'm referring to. Yeah, I'd read earlier this morning, but uh, rumors have been running rampant today uh, without much credence to them. The, the latest uh, I read was that Chris Peterson was taking the UCLA job, and there doesn't seem to be anything uh, valid backing that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think the last thing um, I saw on that, that was a complete rumor. There was no truth at all. Uh, Justin Blackman is healthy. Um he he's he's excited to play and and uh, uh, you know that's that's one thing that uh, I think a lot of people don't realize is he, he was I think at less than fifty percent last year um, you know he had a, an ankle problem um, and and so I think he's he's going to be the uh, the secret sauce on Saturday um, a healthy Whedon and a healthy Blackman. Uh, in Stillwater on Saturday in Bedlam. Uh, it's going to be huge for the Pokes. Now, that's a good point you mentioned in Stillwater. How big is it to have this game at home, and what sort of atmosphere do you anticipate uh, the Sooners stepping into? It's, it's huge. You know, how often do you get to play your rival uh, at home two years in a row? You know, it just doesn't happen. Um, you know, uh, with the uh, kind of realignment with the conference, we kind of lucked into that. You know, I think going into the season, we thought that uh, we were getting a pretty, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty fair trade to have to play at Texas and at Texas Tech two years in a row. Um, you know, turns out those games weren't as difficult, and uh, you've got your your rival, um, you know, you coming to town again. So uh, I think I haven't looked. Uh, lately, but um, in the last little while, but I think weather could be an issue uh, on Saturday. I think it's going to be cold. There's a chance for precipitation. Um, there's a small chance there could be, you know, freezing rain or snow. And uh, so I, I think Stillwater's going to be crazy. Um, fans have all day to, to gear up uh, for a seven o'clock kickoff. Um, so I, I expect an insane environment. Um, you know, it's one I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And if there's snow or ice, then uh, it could make for a really uh, pretty, pretty special night. Now, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Tech game because I think that might be the, the single ugliest football game uh, for one team that I've ever seen in my life and really indicative of how good this offense can be. Uh, and I remember back in September, one of the things you mentioned was how underrated this running game was. And watching the Cowboys play, that's so true. I, I've been blown away by how good this team is on the ground. What sort of caveat do you feel like that adds uh, 
to this game Saturday, and, and how does having that one-two punch kind of pose a challenge for the OU defense? Well, I think having a guy like uh, Joseph Randall and, and uh, Jeremy Smith, um, having guys like that in the backfield, it, it, it's huge. Um, you know, Randall was uh, shaky in the Iowa State game. You know, he fumbled the ball uh, two or three times. Um, Smith never really got going. And so um, on the season, they've been incredibly impressive. Uh, but they're both coming off pretty poor games um you know that being said i think uh you know they want to end the season on a big note um i think we will run the ball a lot i think we're going to come out and uh i think that's going to be a priority um you know and uh on the flip side i think ou is going to take the iowa state approach and 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 try to completely shut the run down so um, that's a huge, huge part of uh, uh, the success of this team is whether or not we can run the ball. And uh, I, I fully expect Randall and Smith and even uh, our, our freshman Herschel Sims to to step up and, and have big games. Um, and I, I think we'll run the ball with authority on, on Saturday. What about Oklahoma poses the biggest challenge to this Cowboy team, both on defense and for that vaunted offense? You know, I think the number one thing that poses the biggest challenge um, with Oklahoma is just the fact that they're Oklahoma. I, I really do. Um, they're obviously a talent team. They're fast. Uh, they're athletic. Um, you know, they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, but, you know, you look at them and, and they're hurt, you know. Um, they're without their leading wide receiver. Uh, they've lost their starting running back, um, you know. So they're definitely dinged up. I think the thing that uh, the the players um, gonna are gonna have to kind of overcome is the fact that it's it's Oklahoma. You know, they're coming again um, to Stillwater. You know, the the Crimson and Cream will be on your home turf and and. Uh, uh, once we get past that, I, I really think um, head to head we, we match up really well with them. You know, we're we are an, uh, an incredibly healthy team uh, to be this deep in this season, and uh, I, I, I just expect us to uh, um, you know to, to, to have some success if we can uh, kind of overcome sort of maybe some mental the mental aspect of the game and um, just go out there and play our game. Now, as one of my Twitter followers who seems to get the archaic 1980s wrestling references I make, I have to ask you, what wrestling rivalry does Bedlam most represent to you? And if uh, if there's one from the 80s, that's a bonus points. Wow. Um, wow. You know, that's that's a great question. Let me think. So, rivalries, um, 80s wrestling rivalries, you could always go with kind of the Bret Hart, Owen Hart kind of falling out. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't. That never got really too nasty. Um, I, I think my my personal uh, '80s feud was the uh, Randy Savage, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Um, man, that got really nasty with <laughs> with the bell on the throat. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd probably go with with one of those. I'm not I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to think about it. I'll get back to you on that. Uh, I like the, the the Bret Hart Owen Hart reference quite a bit. You have the uh, the 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 big brother that uh, the, the little brother wants to bring down, and I can see that quite a bit uh, this year. And of course, if uh, Bedlam ends up living up to uh, these high standards set by the Savage Steamboat WrestleMania three match, then I imagine we're in for a pretty great game. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so, man. Well. That brings us to the final portion here, in which I got to ask, what's your prediction? And going beyond that, should the Cowboys fall short, which uh, obviously hoping doesn't happen, but uh, if they do end up falling short, what's the case for the Big 12 to get two teams into the BCS? What puts an Oklahoma State at 10-2 and two above Michigan with the same record or Boise State at 11-1? and one? Wow. So... I guess first I'll I'll say I, I don't think if Oklahoma State uh, loses I I don't think we I don't think they'll, they'll I don't think the Big Twelve uh, gets to BCS teams I think um, a loss would just sort of reinforce a lot of the um, doubt you know um, I I think we drop quite a bit you know I think you'd see a similar kind of drop that Boise uh, experienced. If we lose to Oklahoma, um, honestly, I think if we lose to Oklahoma, they go to the Fiesta Bowl, and uh, we are looking at something like the Cotton. So uh, it's huge, you know. Uh, it's 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 you know you, you've got a Big Twelve title, outright title on the line. Um, you've got a BCS Bowl uh, game that's likely going to be against Stanford, which I think would be an outstanding matchup. And, um, you know, so there's a lot on the line. Um, As far as a prediction, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say that the Cowboys are going to win uh, a close game. And I'm going to say the final score is going to be Oklahoma State 38, Oklahoma 35. Wow, I like it. That's a high-scoring, exciting game, definitely what we're expecting. And uh, there's going to be a lot of great uh, previews and, and build-up on CowboysRideForFree.com. And uh, Cincy Joe, where else can uh, people check you out on the Internet? That's that's it, man. CowboysRideForFree.com. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of good stuff this week. Um, uh, last I heard, we've got... Uh, uh, an interview with Howard Schnellenberger uh, lined up oh, wow. for later in the week. So <laughs> it's an unsanctioned interview. I'm not sure he knew he was being interviewed, so uh, it, it should be good. Uh, I don't think he knew he was coaching FAU this season either, based on how the Owls played. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so it should, be, it should be good stuff. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you once again for coming on the podcast. This has been Cincy Joe from CowboysRideForFree.com. I also suggest you follow on Twitter at Twitter.com slash CowboysRFF. Cincy Joe, thank you once again for stopping by.
Thanks, Carl.